In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here. I hope everybody had a great, productive week in your businesses. Well, let's start the show off like I always do with the business tip of the week. So this is something that I'm sure a lot of you already know, but it's something I struggle with all the time, and I try to really, really keep on top of it. The idea of paperwork, gosh, I have to say that was my goal for the year, was to really figure out a system within my own business, within my own office, to try to keep the paperwork tamed. You know, Tame the Tiger is um, a book out there that's really great. I'm sorry, I don't know the author's name, but um, they have a lot of great tips. And the most important thing when you're trying to keep your paperwork organized is you must always say to yourself, touch the piece of paper once and handle it. Even if you have to file it in a folder that says, you know, your reading file, then put it in that folder. And trust me, it really, really works. But I also want to apply that tip to your emails. I know lots of you get hundreds of emails, you know, sometimes a day, a week. It's so important that whenever you start a new topic or you start, maybe you're starting a new project, go and create a folder immediately. And all those emails that come in that are really important that you need to save, just put them right into that folder. Trust me, it really saves you a lot of time and it keeps you super organized. So that's my business tip of the week. Well, I want to really give a very warm welcome back to a repeat guest. Um, I know a lot of my listeners know it's not very often that I invite a guest back. And this is a special situation because I have to tell you a couple of weeks ago, we had Sharon Michaels on our show. It was one of the biggest downloads um, in almost 80, I think I have about 82 shows, um, which means that Sharon's full of information. So trust me, today's going to be a very exciting show. You'll want to listen to the very end. And um, with that, let's welcome Sharon back. I'm just going to give you a really quick background because um, if you want to hear lots more about Sharon's background, you could, of course, go to the previous interview. But Sharon graduated from the University of 
Pittsburgh, she had a major in business management and accounting and a minor in sales and marketing. So talk about a business expert here. She's got a master's degree in art appreciation and retail sales from the University of Maryland. So with that, I'm going to bring Sharon right on the air because you know what, Sharon, I want to talk about your consulting business as well. So welcome back to Paying It Forward, Sharon. Well, thank you and good morning. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. And Sharon, what a show we're going to have today because there is some exciting stuff, as you know, happening with my Glovies project. Absolutely. Excited to hear about it. Yay. I'm so happy about it. But before we get to that, Sharon, when I did your last introduction, we talked a lot about your background and how you got into the position that you're in now. But you know what? I want to know more about the consulting business you have, because today's show is going to be a lot about Glovies and how I brought Glovies to the marketplace. And you do this for so many people. So I'd love to know a little more about your consulting business, how you got into it, and I also want to know, Sharon, give me some examples of who your clients are that come to you and why they come to you. Well, um, you know, I got into this, uh, first of all, as I think we talked about last time, but for your uh, listeners who didn't get the last one, I've been in uh, the business since the late 80s. I worked for uh, Nature's Bounty Vitamins, which is the law probably one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, vitamin manufacturer in the country today. And I did uh, sort of a internship, you might call it, in our business for about 12 years with them. Uh, when we parted ways, I went on to do work with Shepherds McGraw-Hill, and that's how I did my master's. Came back, uh, I was living in Maryland at the time, came back to the Pittsburgh area from some family issues. Uh, actually went to work it's kind of funny. I answered a uh, after my father passed away. Found that I wasn't wealthy, and sort of kind of <laughs> needed to get back to work. Right. So I answered an ad uh, that was an eight hundred number, and uh, they were asking for people who had the ability to sell items of at least fifty thousand dollars and above. And I had sold quite expensive software systems for uh, in the legal world to for um, McGraw-Hill. Well, at any rate, I answered the ad simply for that reason and ended up uh, in the Pittsburgh running a very large art gallery since I had a uh, master's in art appreciation. And we, it was a, a perfect marriage and then uh, business marriage. And then there was the first war in the Middle East and the bottom sort of fell out of the art market and luxury items. And as uh, luck would have it, and fate, whatever we might call it, a uh, German pharmaceutical company had come into uh, the United States and based themselves in Pittsburgh, and they were bringing a little product called Quai, K-W-A-I. And those of you in the vitamin world know that. It's the little odorless garlic tablet. Well, they headquartered in Pittsburgh, and their philosophy was not really hiring people as employees, but hiring consultants. And uh, through industry people, they got in touch with me. We started a relationship together, and for three years I worked for them exclusively, but on a consultant level. And I have to thank this. It was Lichtfier Pharma out of Germany for starting my business for me, and that was in the mid-90s. And I went into the consulting and master repping business at that point in time. 
So that's kind of how my business evolved. But I got to tell you, I put the time and effort into the years of learning the business, learning the retailers, learning the buyers, learning what you have to do to make a product work. I learned a lot about packaging. I learned a lot about advertising. I learned a lot about listening to the people that you want to sell to. And that's probably the single most important thing you can do. Listening is number one. Second is follow-up. Those are great tips, I have to tell you. Sharon, I think that that's so, so important. So tell us about your... So I know better than anybody that you truly have the credentials, you know, to be an incredible consultant. Can you just give me an example of maybe one or two of your clients, why they came to you and what you were able to accomplish for them, Sharon? Well, as uh, what we have become known for uh, with the retailers particularly is forging new fronts. We actually create categories or subcategories within a category. Uh, and the, the retailer and the buyers know us that we bring them very valid companies, people. We do our due diligence. One of the biggest drawbacks for a company today is that they don't really have the financial or the capital to see them through. And in today's world, particularly the way the retailer has really evolved with uh, entrepreneurs and new products is that you must have capital to operate for about two years without bringing any real money into yourself. If you can do that and you have a valid product that you've already, you know, you understand and know that there's a place for this product in society, then you can have a very, very profitable and successful company and product line. But you must have that. And so uh, that capital. So we are sort of known in the industry doing our due diligence with people. And by the way, uh, I know you had asked, uh, people can find me on uh, LinkedIn and okay. uh, uh, under uh, Sharon Michael, that's S-H-A-R-E-N, Michael. The co- my company is S.M. Michael and Associates. And we consult a lot, and we bring a lot of niche products, new products, entrepreneurial products to the marketplace. But as I was saying, we also do our due diligence with our clients and make sure that they really have a true idea of what it's going to take. And also, you know, the owner, the manufacturer, whatever, has to have the stomach for retail. It's not an easy It's just not an easy game, as you well know. But once you get there, it's so rewarding. Now, we've done an awful lot, as you've just asked. We've done a lot in the nutritional world, and uh, you might remember a little product called Focus Factor. It was the brain support product, and we Mm -hmm. actually built that category in the vitamin market. Now you'll find many brain support items out there, but we took it from the infomercial stage and put it on the shelves of America. We did the same thing with Kwai. Uh, we've done uh, several apparel lines. We have a lovely line. They're good friends of ours. Uh, Hollywood Fashion Tape, you may know them. Great yeah, people. Yeah, I Great. do. And great, it's a product. great product. I agree, Sharon, and I've seen it on the store. Right, um, and we got it into the store. So, and and I could go on and on. And for for your uh, your listeners who want to contact me, we can go into depth with the kinds of people we've helped, uh, brought them through the process of getting ready to go to market, and then also help take them to market. 
Well, what I love about the whole concept of your consulting business, Sharon, is the fact that um, it doesn't matter what stage you are in your business, you could provide added value to anybody that comes to you. And you think that that's so important. And I love the fact that even in the initial stage, the infancy of bringing a product to market, it's probably the most crucial time to come to you because there is nothing more important than the feedback from professionals like yourself who have been in the industry for a super long time, who would be brutally honest to say, you know what, save your time and money. We've done the market research and the product is not going to work or you, you know, let's go forward with it, and this is what I think we should do, and this is how I think you can make a lot of money. And I think your business is just right on target, and I think it's really great. Well, well we're going to take, take a quick break, and we're going to be back with Sharon Michaels, and we're going to fill you in on some exciting news about Glovies. So um, we'll be back shortly, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on toginet.com. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism, the historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years, how can we hold on to what we hold dear, and the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness, how emotions are directly related to physical illness, and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I have Sharon Michaels with us today. And Sharon, um, 
We have so much to talk about today. I'm so, so excited. So. Well, you know what we do, but I'm more excited than you because your, your listeners don't know, but I know that you had a really big call yesterday, and I haven't had a chance to talk to you about that, but I want to talk to you, and I want to hear. I mean, that's exciting stuff. You had well, a big call. Well, I have to tell you, Sharon, I admire you so much because on a day-to-day basis, I work so hard on my Glovia's product, and I am surrounded by so many people who really just don't know retail, and they look at me like I'm the crazy inventor. And it's so hard because I'm constantly working, 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 and people are looking at me like, are you spinning your wheels or what? But... The big news is I did have my big call yesterday, and it went, let's say I like to be cautiously optimistic, and I'll call it a baby step in the right direction. But um, Sharon, what should we, well, well, we'll say the big call involved a drug retailer who is taking Glovies into 100 <laughs> of their And I, stores. let me tell you, I understand, I know for a fact that when you talk about a big retailer, you're talking about one of the big three. Yes. yes. <laughs> and That's exciting. It's very, very exciting. Um, I still feel like it's trial and error. I think that, um, and my listeners know, they've been with me the whole step of the way, Sharon, that I have been tortured with my packaging because mm-hmm. I really did not have an expertise in packaging, and I really trusted people that I thought knew packaging, and when my first package came out, it was completely wrong, and um, it harmed me because it it wasn't a good test for me to know whether the product itself is a good product or not. So the one thing I learned was that anybody who bought my product with the wrong package really had to sit there and spend a lot of time holding that package in their hands and trying to figure out the benefits of the package. The good news is a lot of people actually bought the Glovies, even with the wrong package. But my goal here is to really, really perfect that packaging. Well, I th- and I think that you're absolutely right. We talked about before, and, and I can't stress enough to anyone listening that packaging is key. You only have a very finite amount of time for a consumer to walk down it now and spot your package, pick it up, and take ownership of the product by putting it in their basket or their cart. So I think you're so smart to want to make sure that your packaging is Spot on, And I think another thing that happened yesterday is what we just talked about, and I'm sure you took notes furiously, knowing you, that <laughs> you need to listen to that buyer. They're really going to help you uh, in helping to figure out the right position for your product, the right packaging for your product, and what you need to do to move it forward. So yesterday was your first real intro into putting this all into play for yourself. I know you've had small successes before, or not so small, but, you know, to deal with one of the big people and have them have an interest and you to sit there, take your notes, and make your changes, you're going to be a success. This is not going to be a problem. That's so sweet. I so appreciate that 
support Sharon. <laughs> but um, I just want to tell the listeners a little bit about the buyer. So the buyer was very interesting because mm-hmm. I guess what when you're dealing with these big, big stores, as you know, you know, Sharon, you said something super, super important in the beginning of the show that you have to really listen. I And that is... I've learned that, and I think being a radio host, it has helped me be a better listener because mm-hmm. I always want to hear what the guest says in order for me to properly reply. So listening is super important. But sometimes, you know, we have a preconceived notion of what we want. And I guess what I'm trying to say is we always have to keep an open mind because when you're dealing with you know, the drug retailer like I am, and they have 8,000 stores. If a buyer tells you, you know what, you need to do this, the buy- you have to listen to the buyer because they know their category. They know almost better than you what is going to help or not help your product get to the marketplace successfully. And I well, think you know, that's... I want to I stop you for just a second because listening is, as we said, key in all of this. And let me just tell you, um, as a manufacturer or somebody coming into the business, as you meet more and more people in the business, you'll have people say, this retailer is bad or don't go work with this retailer. There are no bad retailers. Every retailer has their own way of doing business. And you must listen. And for the most part, if you listen, if you follow their directives, you're going to be successful within that uh, retailer. Now, not all retailers are where you should go first, and that's part of really what I do in my business is help put out the strategy to companies to know where to go first in their infancy. But uh, back to your situation, not all retailers are where you want to be. You're with a good one, and listening to that retailer, as we keep saying, is key. What you must understand, and I know you do, but your listeners need to understand, is that buyer may get your product, may understand your product, may love your product, may want to use your product, but their job is to make sure that their consumer is going to feel the same way they do. And there's a lot of steps there, and that's why, again, they're directing you and they're testing you in 100 stores because the consumer has to get it. And you, as a manufacturer, have to appreciate the fact that that buyer is answerable to their boss and their boss's boss, and they get reviewed on a quarterly basis. So nobody, as a buyer once told me, nobody cares if your buddy's with the CEO of a company, and that CEO said, put it on the shelf, and that product dies. The only, right. At that point, the only person that gets remembered is the buyer who put the dog on the shelf. So that buyer is going to put you through a number of steps that may be, that are very crucial, but may be painful for you. But in the long run, it's good for you, it's good for your product, and it's good for the retailer. Yeah. And all of it will come out to the consumer buying your product. That's such a great point. But Sharon, because you're the expert, I would love to know, 
what are your what's your advice on how somebody before they get to the buyer how can they prepare for that meeting because i know my meeting was 20 minutes long and that was it it was a timed scheduled meeting at 10 minutes we got that knock on the door to say 10 minutes to go and that's it and you have 20 minutes to sell that product how do you think, what is the best way for somebody to go in and approach that buyer? Well, the first thing you have to know, and, and again, I know you know these things, but for your listener, you have to know not only your product inside and out, why you developed this product and the reasons for it, but you also have to know that category. You have to know the um, who would be your competitor and why somebody would want to buy your product over your competitor's product. You have to know for the most part, uh, we've covered packaging, but you've got to know your pricing. You have to know what we consider the sweet price. And every segment of retailing, whether it's drug or grocery or the mass market, has a sweet price. You know, sometimes someone will come and they'll want to sell a product for $29 because it's very expensive to manufacture. And maybe the sweet price, particularly in drug, is $19.99. It's very, very hard to sell a $29 product, especially in this, especially in this economy, unless mm-hmm. you've got a lot of advertising behind it. But be that it is may, you have to know everything about your product. Now, if you've done your homework like you said, and I know you've done, then you have to figure in your mind, I'm going to talk for 10 minutes, and then what are we going to do? I'm going to ask you this. What are we going to do in that last 10 minutes of a 20-minute appointment? I really, Sharon, my goal was to close the deal, and I was lucky I I did have support with me in that meeting. But I, well, I have to let the listeners know, and they might remember, but I did meet with the buyer a year and a half ago, and my goal when I got in there. But but you met at the trade shows, did you not? Correct. I did. Okay, we talked about that at another in our first show, trade shows are key, but go ahead. Yeah, so when I had met with them, rather than the 10 minutes, and I agree with you, spend the 10 minutes telling them about your product, and I decided to cut it down. And Sharon, I did that at the last minute. You know, I did that on the airplane. Yeah. On my yeah. plane ride, I decided I was going to hand out the presentation that I had prepared, the big, thicker one that would have been right. 10 minutes. And do you know what I did? I cut it down to five minutes. Very and in good. The, in those five minutes, and you know what I did? I walked in the hotel where the meeting was being held, and I walked right. straight to the business center, and I typed out my five slides. And in those slides, it was just like I said to them, here's why I think you need to take my product. And I put myself in the buyer's shoes, and I Good said to job. them, you know, the one thing that you always said about Glovies that makes me so different from everybody else is the incremental. Remember exactly. what you were saying? Yes. Yeah, that um, that there's no other category out there for Glovies. And it's just that was my number one selling point. And what I did subliminally <laughs> was I kept bringing that into my five very, very simple slides. Very good. Very good. Very good. And but what you, what you did was so genius, and it's what people need to do. You can set the night before, and you can write down a very large 
um, presentation, and then you keep paring it down to the important. And each time you get it pared down, you pare it down again so that it becomes very succinct. Then maybe you put those five bullet points down, yeah. the, the points you want to make. But what you did was genius. You took and took it down to five minutes, you made a strong presentation, and you allowed yourself 15 minutes of that precious 20 minutes for discussion and questions from the yeah. buyer. Which was so important in my it's case, but I can't everything. wait to talk more about the meeting. But Sharon, we're going to take a really quick break. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on Toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Levinsky. Wednesday afternoon, starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, The Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what The Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. As we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine. So, um, Sharon Michaels, we're just here discussing my big meeting that I had with one of the big buyers, the big retail stores yesterday. So, um, so Sharon, so... As we discussed before the break, so I'm so glad that you had agreed with me because I just followed my gut. You know, Sharon, I right. all of a sudden blocked out everything I did for six years, everything I ever learned in graduate school about how to give a presentation, the SWAT, you know, every all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just completely got everything out of my head, and I just decided, you know what? That buyer is just another person like me, and I put myself in that buyer's shoes, and I said, 
okay, and I know you brought it, this up before, is that that buyer, and I knew in my gut, she would love to test Glovies in her huge, huge store. But you know what? She's got her back up against the wall. And if she brings a new product to the market or if she takes my product and uses some of her self shelf space for my product, she wants it to be a success. And the thing about that is that I wanted her to feel comfortable to say, you know what, if you really feel that Glovies, I, I just convinced them because I really truly believe in my product, I convinced them to give me a chance. And I have to tell you, Sharon, it was, it was I don't want to say it was tense, but every minute counted. Absolutely. And, and those, those 20 minutes that you got are rare. Not everybody gets them. And when somebody of that stature, a retailer of that stature, gives you that appointment, as the manufacturer, the entrepreneur, you need to respect the fact that you're being given something special here, and you got to make it work for yourself. And you did, you were brilliant. Let me just tell you, when you say it was tense and you kept driving your point at home, if you're not going to do it, who's going to do it? Nobody's going to love your product like you love your product. Your passion, your devotion to your product, to your company, that's that's what puts the, instills the confidence in the buyer that maybe this person, maybe this entrepreneur is going to get it. Maybe I'm going to take a chance on this. Those are the things that start to put everything in your favor. And you know what, Sharon? The one thing that I had read about long time ago, they always said, you should ask, especially on a sales call like this, you should ask the buyer, what? How would you rate the success of my product on your shelf so that you have a benchmark when you walk out of that meeting, knowing that now they've agreed to the test, which is incredible. I'm excited. But I want to know how many products... Yeah. How many units have to be sold per week? And I have to tell you, Sharon, I'm from Wall Street. I don't know these numbers, but I've learned, and right. I am so shocked. That and every only... retailer is different. Yeah, but every Sharon, retailer is different. They're and only is... looking to get to move one unit per week. In Manhattan, it's a little different. They're looking to move, you know, two products per week. Right. But it's real. Right. Like to me, I am like, gosh, I have inner cartons of 72. I was thinking, you know, we're going to sell a lot more. And I'm still convinced Glovies is going to sell a lot more of that. But my goal here, Sharon, was that I wanted these two buyers to actually have a conversation with each other. <laughs> Well, I think what you need to understand, too, when you're talking about units being sold per week, that we are in an economy such as we are, and there are how many other SKUs or products, SKUs is, as most people know, is an industry term that says that particular unit, but how many people are vying for the consumer's money? And a lot of it comes down to, again, your packaging, the viability of your product, pricing is always key, uh, the retail pricing, and again, which we talked about. And uh, I, I agree with you. I think you're not going to have a problem. But 
when we look at your listeners and the bigger picture, these are things they have to be concerned about, and they're also what's concerned. And you're correct. That buyer, it's referred to as real estate. When they put mm-hmm. your product particularly on the shelf, they're taking a product away that's already performing, already bringing revenue into that retailer, and they're taking a chance on you. So, again, this is all, I mean, the stakes are high, and I love that you appreciate that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it's all about appreciation. But can, um, but I have to tell you, Sharon, in the beginning of um, our show, you said something super important, and it was about follow-up. Can you tell me, in your opinion, so after I went on this big meeting, in 20 minutes it was a whirlwind, and um, I left the meeting. I You know, it's funny, Sharon, because I didn't know whether to pop a champagne cork or I, I even didn't even realize what just happened. Well, was, you know, there's an old saying, be careful what you pray for, for you just may get it. And you're <laughs> probably suffering a little bit of that. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it, you do come out of a meeting like that uh, kind of, well, first of all, you're mentally exhausted because you yeah. put so much into the moment. And you do come out wanting to celebrate, but also being a bit fearful because you know you have a big challenge in front of you, an exciting one, and one that all you've worked for in these many years are starting to come to fruition, but it's still a tense situation. Yeah, absolutely. But now that the meeting is over, over. What, what do you think, Sharon, should be the next steps? And I know you mentioned, like I started to say before, you mentioned follow-up is super, super important. So what, what are the next steps? Well, my first thing was that, is that I would uh, send an email to my buyer and thank them for the time they spent with you and assure them that you've listened to everything that they've told you and that you're going to begin the work immediately on bringing everything together that they've asked for. And then you really need to do that. And then um, in your case, you need to follow up with the, the buyer or the person that they've designated to helping you bring this on shelf. You've got a deadline and you've got to hold that deadline holy. Uh, you've got to make sure sure that you're fully prepared and you're ready to ship and you're ready to do everything that they've asked of you on the deadlines they've given you. But you also have to make sure that that buyer that you sat and talked to yesterday is completely confident and calm and can move on to the next thing on their plate because they got uh, hundreds of things that they're doing every day that they know your your situation's taken care of they met with you there's been decisions made you're going to follow up on it and the people on their end of the ret- the retailers and the the people down from them because what many people don't realize is once you've seen a buyer and once a decision has been made, the, desi- the buyer will give the parameters of which they'll do business with you, but you may not talk to that buyer anymore. You'll be talking to their assistants. You'll be talking to reorder buyers. But that you're not going to have a constant sort of in with that buyer anytime you want it. That buyer's going on to many, many other things. Yeah, and no. The, and the I onus now is upon so you. Right. The onus is now upon you to make it work. I think you're so right. But Sharon, so tell me, so what else can we do to prepare to get the product in tip-top shape for the shelf? Because you really, 
you know, especially when it's a test, you have to really, really utilize that as much as you possibly can. Should we like, and I know the answer to this because we have discussed it, it's learn everything you possibly can about the retailer that your product is going to be a part of. Right. Uh, You know, uh, we've discussed uh, your packaging and how much that is key. So you, you, we're going to assume that's taken care of. Then uh, you're dealing with however you're going to bring this, whether it's going to be a shelf product, whether it's going to be a clip strip program, whether it's going to be a display program on the floor. Yeah. Or Sharon, can I interrupt display. for one second? Sure. Can we talk about the package just once? Being Surely. that it's going to be a test, what is your opinion about possibly having different packages in the different stores to try to figure out if one package sells better than the other so that when it goes truly national, we then are really using the best package available. What's your opinion on that? Well, I think what you have to realize is it's a test. And um, the retailer is going to be uh, looking to... um, uh, to um, uh, figure out how well this sold. And if you have several different packaging in several different stores, packages in several different stores, they can't evaluate the effectiveness of how well it did. They're going to want one unified product, one unified look. And that should be your goal anyway because we've talked in the past about branding your product. I think you need... Uh, to be very secure in the package that you're putting out there. and But overall, my suggestion would to be one package, in all honesty, because they need to evaluate it. How well is it going to sell urban? How well is it going to sell outside of the city lights? That sort of thing. And they're not going to be able to do that if you have three different packages. Okay, because my problem with the Glovies package, Sharon, is that a lot of people, like if you go to the website www.glovies.com, you will automatically see on my website that one, two, three step. And the second step is actually the child on a public um, toilet. And a lot of people say that says the picture. But, you know, when I had spoken to a few you know, buyers, you know, Mm -hmm. at one of the trade shows, they said, but we would never put that picture on the front of a package. Well, and you do do run across this. We have uh, uh, clients who have names on their products that we're just not sure if it's pushing the limits of what people want to see or not want to see, and that's what they're saying to you. I think that uh, you and I have discussed things like, uh, I know I'm very concerned for myself, uh, pushing a um, uh, grocery cart. So I think that maybe uh, you might want to, you know, um, uh, show a restroom door with it, maybe a uh, circle with a cross in it. Maybe you want to show, right. um, you know, that little uh, cart in the grocery store with a circle and a cross in it. I also think that maybe if you had a small window that would show the product actually that people can see it. That's a big deal, too, if that's possible. I think that's a great idea. Well, we're going to be back shortly. Great information from Sharon Michael. We'll be back with that last segment of Paying It Forward. Thanks, everyone. 
We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live La Bella Vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, labellavitacosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on toginet.com. The trick to getting published with your host, Florence Blake. Friday nights at 9, 8 Central, on toginet.com. Flo has seen it, done it, and now can share from her experiences as a newspaper staff reporter, feature writer, freelance editor, and college writing instructor. And now Flo has authored a system whereby her students enjoy a 90% success rate in attaining publication of their manuscripts for the first time. In just four years, she has over 800 of her own articles published in national magazines, newspapers, and anthologies. Author of several books, including the powerful memoir, The Sicilian Nobleman's Daughter, Florence has advised and edited professors, deans, PhDs, and hundreds of students' writings before submission. And now it's your turn. Join us Friday nights with your questions. Most of Flo's students say they've learned much and thoroughly enjoyed the journey. It's the trick to getting published with your host, Flo Blake. Friday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I have Sharon Michael um, on air with us, and I hope everybody is getting tons of um, information. I actually just got an email from a listener who um, thinks they're getting a lot of information from our interview this morning, so I'm very excited about that, Sharon. But before we get started, before we get started, um, is it okay, Sharon, for you to give us you know, a direct telephone number that oh, some sure. of the listeners might be able to just call you directly if they have a question about their their process or, you know, they might even want to hire you as a consultant, Sharon. Well, we're always interested in entertaining new clients, that's for sure. Yes, my number, uh, our office number is 724 Okay, let's repeat that one more time, Sharon. Area code 724-838-1415. And I'm out of the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area, but I work for clients, believe it or not, all over the world. Okay, so that sounds great. And um, you had mentioned earlier that LinkedIn is also a great way that we can get in touch with you. Absolutely. Sharon Michael you know, right. on LinkedIn, but everybody, Sharon is a very unique person. She spells her name S-H-A-R-E-N, Sharon Michael. 
Okay, great. So, Sharon, we are wrapping up our last segment, which ugh, okay. I wish this interview was going another hour, Sharon, because you're full of great information. But we started to talk about um, how important the package was. So I think we figured that out. And now we were talking about um, what else we can do to make the most out of a test when, when a product is being tested in retail stores? Well, I think the first thing that you have to ask your buyer is if there are any in-store vehicles that you can use to promote. Now, sometimes with some retailers, uh, especially you're having a 100-store test, which is a fairly large one, sometimes, believe it or not, they'll give you 15 or 20 stores. So there, I would say that's a sign of confidence that they gave you 100 stores. Um, but you might be able to do uh, an in-store uh, vehicle. Now, that's any kind of in-store promotion they may or may not have. What does uh, that mean, Sharon, for the listeners? Well, if they have a roto program, if they have a, uh, if they allow you to do sort of a buy one, get one free, uh, where you can do a hang tag on the shelf, uh, many, uh, uh, whether they do, um, uh, sort of an insert or a stuffer in the bag that gives per, uh, perhaps the consumer a, um, um, uh, a coupon, coupon on maybe? Your, yeah, your coupon on your next purchase. Uh, an awful lot of the time, uh, it can be coupled with another product, you know, uh, in your arena. Maybe it would be with, um, uh, you know, a baby, I don't know, like a formula product or something like that. You know, uh, anything that would maybe be baby-related that they could team up the uh, the offer with. So there are a lot of, and then also with your three big drug retailers, you have what they have, um, CVS has CVS dollars, Rite Aid has Rite Aid bucks, and we see these in the Sunday Roto. And uh, maybe they'll give, uh, you know, retail dollars that's workable on any product. You can get into a conversation with your buyer. Uh, if it's in a concentrated area and you have the money, you might want to do a little uh, local radio campaign if, if, the, if it's doable. You know what I mean. But there are many uh, yeah. things that you can do. Oftentimes you will have a retailer that wants you to do nothing because they want a clean idea if your product is going to sell. And they don't want it skewed. But many times, if they allow you to do something, there are things to do. And obviously, I would encourage people to do whatever they can do. What if they don't say anything to you, Sharon? You should ask. You should absolutely ask. If there is anything that you can do to promote or ensure a successful test. Okay. You know, and I encourage people, now this is a little bit um, uh, difficult for you because you're lucky enough to have a large test, but I encourage the manufacturer, go into those stores and find out uh, if your product's actually being put out. Sometimes, you know, uh, buyers uh, initiate great tests, but 
whether they actually get initiated at store level is a completely different thing. It's something that the industry has struggled with for the last 20, 30 years. So, so what I does mean, that mean, Sharon? Sometimes they give you a test and they actually don't put your product out? Yeah, it sits in the back room. I mean, uh, and to that fact, do you? I never ask you, how long is this test for? Six months, Sharon. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. You're almost insured success. I never will take a 30-day test. It's never going to work, no matter how great your product is. So tell me, Sharon. If you can't get at least three months, don't do it. What happens if somebody goes into the store? Like, so you're suggesting that maybe I should try to go to the retail stores and see if my product, see where Absolutely. my Absolutely. If you have friends and if you, I would encourage someone to see if they can get a list of the test stores, many of the retailers will give them. And, um, you know, I'm not suggesting that you send people in to buy or anything, but just if you have friends in another state and it's a test store, send them in and make sure your product is on shelf. Because they can say to the manager of the store, I'm supposed to be able to buy such and such a product, and that manager will make sure that product gets out. But oftentimes it's a real problem. I have no fear because you have a six-month test. That's a good one. Oh, good. Okay, so that sounds good. So now, what else can we do to do our part in making sure that once Well, you can't make out- sure. You've done everything. You've done your packaging. You've got your test. You've asked the buyer for whatever vehicle or if there's something that you can do. If you can find and make sure that you're out in most stores that you should be in, then you have to just depend on your product being the star that you know it's going to be. Now, Sharon, what do you feel about social media? Do you think that we should do a social media campaign, try to get to the mommy bloggers and let them know that a test is being done and where? You know, any social media, anything you can do to promote and get your product out there, obviously, in your case, you've done a lot of that already. But that's pretty hard to say uh, if you say you'll find it in the uh, New York metro market, that's fine. If you've got a finite uh, list. But if you've got somebody who's testing 20 stores in the Midwest, 20 stores in uh, the Northeast, 20 stores down in the South, you know, that's pretty hard to go on social media and say go in for the test because what you're going to do is enrage the buyer because she's going to get an awful lot of flack or heat from uh, the stores that are saying, what's going on here? I've got people coming in and asking for the product. We would think that would be good, but that really isn't good if it's not chain-wide. So you have to be very cautious of what you do unless you can be specific about where it is sold. Okay. Okay. That sounds like... um a great piece of advice. So, Sharon, what other information would you like to add to this whole entire process? Well, you know, um, I think we've covered everything pretty well. Uh, You know, I, I like to tell somebody, this is what I do. And, you know, you and I have talked about you come out of this meeting and you've got so much to do. Every morning, you know, I'm an old 
fashion person, I would imagine. I have every new electronic gizmo that we have out there from tablets <laughs> to smartphones to all of the computer programs we have. But I still, every morning, use a clipboard, and I make a list of everything that I must get done that day. And I review that list. I strike things off. It keeps me focused because a lot of things can draw us off. A lot of phone calls coming in can draw us away from where we need to be. And if I have a timeline for that day even, I mark it on there. At the end of the day, I have a little meeting with myself. And I look at what I got done and what I didn't get done. And what I didn't get done is the first thing I do tomorrow morning. Oh, I love that, meeting with self. I yeah. think that's so, so important. That's the last thing I do every day before I leave uh, my office. Yeah, I, it really, really does help. And a lot of times, Sharon, you know, especially in my case, I've got, you know, three young kids I'm juggling. Sure. But those days that I do precisely what you just said, even if I have my clipboard and I prioritize and get five of the most important things done on that clipboard, I feel so much better. And it gives you almost a running tally of all of your, you know, you can call them accomplishments, everything you've accomplished for the day. And like you said, just put the... Well, and the other thing is it starts to bring peace of mind to you. It's not even about the accomplishments, although that's a very valid point. But it starts to bring peace of mind to you that you know that you're narrowing in on the end of this whole situation, of where you want to be at what time you want to be. I'm a big believer in uh, deadlines uh, because I think it forces us all to focus. Yeah, I think that that's wonderful. So, Sharon... I just have one other question for you because we're coming up to the close of the show. But so, Sharon, how do you keep your information organized on a daily basis? Well, you know, uh, uh, when I have a thousand folders on my computer and I keep everything, you know, I have folders within the folder, and I'm sure we all do this. And uh, if I'm if I've got a Glovies folder, then within my Glovies folder, I will have packaging, advertising, uh, calls to make uh, as far as sales calls to make, uh, people, my salespeople. And so I, I would think that that's the big thing for me is that I'm very organized on my computer so that if I have a client call me up, I go immediately to that folder. And within that folder, I have any kind of subject that that client may want to talk about and where we're at at that particular moment. So I think that that's what each person Ugh. to do with their company. That's an incredible, great, great suggestion. Well, here we are coming up to the close on paying it forward. Sharon, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking time out of your busy, busy oh, day to thank, be a thank part. You, thank you, and please keep in touch and the best of luck with your test. Sharon, thank you so much. You're going to be our go-to person for bringing products to the marketplace on paying it forward. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Sharon, have a great week. Thanks, everyone. Thank and we'll you. Talk- Thank you. We'll- You're welcome. We'll see you next week on Paying It Forward, everyone. Goodbye. This show is dedicated Bye. to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week, we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons learned,